the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. 604 on Wednesday. I'm all messed up because it feels like yesterday was Monday and today is Tuesday, but today's really Wednesday and it's that back to week work. And, you know, uh, I'm going to be straightforward with you. I'm actually still out in Long Island. Um, Here's the truth. I I like to let you guys know what's going on in my life because, I don't know, a lot of you know me and and it just saves me a phone call. (laughs) Letting you know what's going on. So um, in Long Island... Uh, on Tuesday, in the eastern part of Long Island, on the Tuesday after Labor Day, there's, um, I'm not going to say it's an elitist thing because it's not at all. I live in a very blue-collar area in the uh, in Long Island, in the eastern end of Long Island when I come out here, uh, and I love it, and that, that's how I prefer it. You know, I, I am in a cul-de-sac, and I'm the only part-time resident. Everyone else here is a full-time resident, and this is where they live, and who's a plumber and who's a fisherman and who's an electrician and who's an HVAC person. And those are the people I like to hang with. And my neighbors uh, over the weekend and Labor Day weekend, many of them were here um, enjoying the the weekend with us, enjoying the unbelievable food that we had here. Um, I always want to thank Lenny from L&B Spumoni Gardens. He gave me a box of sausage. I know you want to hear about politics. You want to hear about Hunter Biden's indictment. You want to hear about Rudy Giuliani's arraignment today. Um, but I have to talk about sausage for a second because, you know, I I feel sometimes we're just, by this time of the day, we're so inundated with work and news and this, and we're in the car and like, or we're like, the kids are running around now, like, who's getting homework all of a sudden? And you know, maybe we want to talk about sausage. And um, my dear friend, Mike Weiss, who's not a big sausage guy, he was so impressed with the sausage that we had. And that's all from Lenny at LB. He get, makes his own sausage. I think actually he has his own sausages made for him. <clears throat> um, sent me a text, Mike did, about how great the food was this weekend. And I did a lot of cooking. And I love cooking. It's a, it's a tremendous hobby. You know, I'm not artistic when it comes to, like, painting or drawing or anything like that. I just, I, I, after stick figures, I'm out. I actually know how to draw a little house. But besides that, I'm done. But the creativity I have is in the kitchen and in the garden. And, and, uh, because I love to do the landscaping. And obviously, I get that directly from my father. When I was a kid, I earned my allowance by, uh, you know, raking the leaves and helping him plant and helping him weed and all this stuff. I didn't exactly love it when I was like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. But now at 55, I absolutely love it. So on Tuesday out here in Long Island, the Tuesday after Labor Day, it's, the, it's nicknamed Tumbleweed Tuesday. And that's because 
Um, many people rent homes in the Hamptons during the summer from some people rent from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Other people rent from July 4th to Labor Day. Other people just rent for a long Labor Day weekend or the week before Labor Day and they get the extra day for Labor Day. Um, but then the Tuesday after, you know, let's face it, the, the rentals are gone and people who even own homes here have to maybe go back to the city because school is starting. So it's very, very quiet. And I try to be out here for uh for tumbleweed tuesday because it's just cool and it's just like you you get to uh, extend the summer a little bit but you know in life uh if you become a leader whether it's leader of a a two-person team or a whole country i believe you have to lead by example and as much as i wanted to be here yesterday stay out in Long Island. I, I was out Monday night. I was here all from Friday morning till Monday. And my wife, Mary Ansel was like, you know, you could stay because I had a case on here this morning. I had a case that I'll tell you about in a second. But it was, I mean, it was literally a mile and a half from our home in Long Island. And, you know, with traffic door to door, it's more or less two hours. Sometimes it's an hour and 45 minutes. Sometimes it's two hours and five minutes. But Let's round up and say it's two hours. And, you know, why are you going to come back Monday night just to come back Wednesday morning? And we're going to do all this driving and it's a waste of time, et cetera, et cetera. But I felt strongly, especially considering how powerful our law firm is doing right now. It's the best that we've ever done. And um, I've worked so hard from basically the day I graduated law school and then became and passed, took the bar exam, passed the bar exam worked for Sal Albanese, who ran for Congress, and then was asked to to work in the DA's office by Joe Hines and had a wonderful time. I've been working so hard to, after I left that office and then ran for city council and opened my own little law firm, um, which now, from me sitting all alone at 8118 13th Avenue, literally twiddling twiddling my thumbs 27 years later, uh, there's 25 of us in the Brooklyn, in the Manhattan office, there's five of us in the Brooklyn office, and um, I just felt like, I need to be there on Tumbleweed Tuesday. I need to be in Manhattan at the office. So Monday night I drove back and um, it was a smart move. I mean, I spent a little time. I played a little hooky yesterday morning. It was the last day my six-year-old son, Arthur, did not have school. So we went to the park and we had some fun together. And I spent some time with Ariana. And, you know, that the six and she's almost two. It, it, these are priceless moments. And uh, I'm lucky to have a staff and, and friends who work with me to like supplement those moments when I can't be in the office because especially Ariana right now, she's like, and I'm sure my friend Frank Morano could, can relate to this and uh, Andrew Giuliani. Our kids are all like, I, I think 10 days apart. I know my daughter and um, Carmine Morano are like a week apart and I think... Uh, Andrew's daughter is maybe three or four days after that, but it's just, it's a magical time. Um, but I did go to work last night and I, I stayed at the, I got, I didn't get there till late. I didn't get there till about two. And then we did the show yesterday and, um, I got tremendous feedback from that whole Mr. Autumn story, which I'll talk about at the end of the show. We have two great, great guests on, but I just want to today, (laughs) I know I'm going off on a tangent, but this is why I love radio because you could do this. See, when I was on Fox news, you can never do this. There was always someone kept telling you, three minutes, two minutes, and then, and then a hard break, it was over. On radio, you could, you know, it's an intimate medium. So um, 
I worked last night. I think I got home around 11, 11.30. And it was, whoop, today's Arthur's first day of school, second grade. And so we were up early, and the house was electric. And Marianne, is, she's the class mom, and she's so excited. And um, Arthur was all dressed up in his little uniform because he goes to a Catholic school. And, and Grandma Nanette got him a little first day of second grade um, flag, and we took pictures in front of the house. And then we got to his school in, in the big schoolyard, and – the nun, the nun. Did you hear what I just said? The nun. You know what that means? Why the nun? She's wearing a habit. If you don't know what a habit is, it doesn't mean like you always turn your your turn signal on to turn, so you have a habit, or you'd like like to do drugs as a habit. No, it's a different type of a habit. The nun calls the kids in class by class from eighth grade down to kindergarten. So I was there with literally hundreds of people, but I was the only one there in a suit because I had to go to court, and you know. I had to make a decision because I had a two-hour drive to come out to the Hamptons. And I could have easily not put on a tie and not put on the suit jacket and kept it in the car and just did all that when I got to court where I needed to go. And uh, instead, I said, it's my son's first day of school. And I remember my dad and the way he looked and the example that was ingrained in me, ingrained in me just by watching it. And I said, I'm putting on my, it was warm this morning. I put on my tie, I put on my suit, and now we're on the schoolyard, and Arthur's all lined up, but we're allowed to be next to him and taking pictures. And I just kneeled down, I said, Arthur, I want you to look around. I said, do you see any dads, any other dads here? First of all, when I was a kid, there were no dads there, but now there were plenty of dads. I said, do you see any other dads wearing a jacket and a tie? And he's like, no, dad, you're the only one. And I said, okay, I said, that's because I love you. And I just gave him a kiss, but I wanted that to register. I then drive out to court, and my client was a little late, but I got a unbelievable disposition um, working with a great uh, prosecutor who understood the facts of the case were not exactly what they seemed to be initially, and we went from a major felony to a disorderly conduct. But um, this was odd, pleasantly odd. When I stood up in front of the court, you normally stood up, you stand in front of the court, and the clerk says, put your notice of appearance on the record, and that's where our court officers from Plaza College come in. But before I even said that, I, I stood up at the table, and the judge said, um, Mr. Idala, she said, um, I saw you on TV last week. And I said, am I in trouble, judge? She's like, no. She goes, I, I think you did great. She's like, I always think you do a good job on TV or something along those lines. I was, I was thrown off. Because that is not typical. Like, I, But how about this? The night before, I had to speak to the prosecutor, and he didn't take my call, but we were texting about the case. And at the very end, he said, uh, I thought you did a great job on the radio yesterday. Um, or this morning, I'm sorry, because I was on a morning show yesterday. Um, you know, these little media appearances, uh, I guess they matter to some degree, because I think it helped my client today. But here is the real kicker, and this is why I'm, I'm in such a good mood. I was running back to the office after, it was like 12 o'clock, and I was like, you know, I really don't want to drive two and a half hours back to Manhattan. I have all my radio equipment here in the house, and I, um, I, I, I have a lot of work to do. I was like, I wish I could stay here, but I didn't have Luca. And tomorrow's Luca's first day of school. And um, I, I, I thought came over me, I was like, you know, Every once in a while, I, I, I'm very generous. Like if I, if you knew how much money I spent this weekend <laughs> to entertain everyone, 
between food and drink and, and we had some people here just helping clean up um, and, and the, the pool heater and, you know, the kids run everything and, and God bless. I'm so happy. And the landscaper and all that stuff, the pool cleaning company. I said, you know what? I could spend a couple of bucks. And I called Luca who was in Brooklyn. I said, Luca, how do you feel if I, if that, this is like 1230 this afternoon, if daddy sends a car for you to pick you up and take you out to long Island and we could spend the rest of the day together while dad does some work and we could, it's hot out. We could jump in the pool and we'll go to dinner tonight and dad does his radio show and all. So I got to spend after I went to court and really, I was very happy with the results that I got from my client. She was very happy. Just so you know, I like, I don't want to get into it, but this is a case that was on the cover of the New York post, the cover for at least one day, maybe two. Um, it's got a, it's a, the ultimately the crime was breaking a cell someone else's cell phone it did not start out that way it started out a much more serious note but um it wound up with 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 a uh, a busted up cell phone but you know i kind of feel like i got to do the whole tumbleweed tuesday it was t- it's tumbleweed wednesday and i'm here and i'm i've done my homework we have two great guests coming up we're going to talk um a, a little bit about artificial intelligence because that's something that definitely needs to be uh, addressed and what's going on in uh, that world because I will tell you it affects it's going to affect all of us I don't know if anyone has seen like Terminator and Blade Runner and all of that stuff but in a much more um, local way it's going to affect um, it's going to affect just the way we live our lives it already affects the way we live. Like Luca and I, when we went to Boston to see Springsteen, when we came back, we filled up with gas. We went to a humanless car wash. It was a humanless car wash. The whole car wash ran itself. We just pulled in. We put something in the computer, what we wanted, the wheel wash, the undercarriage wash, and it was all done. It was, I got to be honest, it was fantastic. I don't know where all these jobs are going to go. Um, and before we talk about artificial intelligence, you know I'm, I'm a theater person. We're theater people, aside Zala's. Um, we're going to talk to Alex Brish. He's the Vice President and Chief Operating Officer of Playbill. And we just got to talk about, you know, what's going on on Broadway and Times Square. So we're going to have a fun show. And at the end, we got to talk. We got to wrap up Mr. Autumn and what's going on there. And, of course, I'll talk to you about Hunter Biden's uh, indictment. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We all know summer is coming to an end, which means Invite Health is having our annual Labor Day buy one, get one free sale. The sale is on now. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Say hello to the change of seasons the right way by learning more about how to stay healthy from me, Dr. Amanda Williams, right here on AM 970 The Answer. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Give us a call to order by phone or to speak with a degreed healthcare professional seven days a week at 800 6 That's 800-673-2345. Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person, by phone, or by video. Take advantage of Invite's limited time, buy one, get one free Labor Day sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Invite Health, get healthy, stay healthy. The following is a paid political announcement. Another toll. They already charge us so much. Well, yeah, it's just the start. I read that the MTA and New York City are moving forward with their congestion pricing program. 
That means we're forced to fork over $23 every time we want to enter Manhattan. That's insane. How are we supposed to afford going to work every day? This is just another tax on Staten Island and Southern Brooklyn commuters. They treat us like we aren't even a part of this city. Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis is fighting this cash grab. She has a plan to stop the MTA from implementing congestion pricing that's already moving through Congress. So you aren't forced to pay outrageous fees to commute to work and travel in your own city. For more information on Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis's plan to stop congestion pricing and keep more money in your pocket, visit maliotakis.house.gov and sign up today. Pay for with official funds from the office of Nicole Maliotakis. I want to introduce you to a unique health care provider that may make your life easier called InfuCare Rx. Under the watchful eye of my good friend Devin Patel, founder and CEO, InfuCare Rx is a leading nationwide specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. If you're currently in need of infusion services, whether IV or sub-Q infusions, InfuCare Rx can offer a positive lifestyle change by providing these services in the comfort of your home rather than from a clinic or hospital. Patients of InfuCare RX have access to their full clinical team via phone and digital access 24-7-365. Speak with your doctor and see if you're a candidate for the safe and convenient at-home infusion services of InfuCare RX. To review the services, please go to InfuCareRx.com. That's I-N-F-U-C-A-R-E-R-X. InfuCare Rx, improving quality of life one patient at a time. So let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan, those fantastic lawyers. Do you know, remember when you were young and unafraid? Um, well, you know, you thought you were invincible. I did a couple of, when I, I told you I went to the park yesterday with Arthur and I did a couple of pull ups. <laughs> that was a mistake. I'm a push up guy, I'm not a pull up guy. Yeah, my, my upper back was uh, not good for a little while there. The thing is, Arthur, he bangs out five, right? Boom, 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 my six-year-old. Boom, 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 five. He goes, okay, Dad, could you do five? And like, I uh, no problem telling you. I could do 50 push-ups. I could not do five pull-ups. But I like I, I said, all right, I'll try to do three. And yeah, I did them, but that was not a good idea. Um, you know, when you're healthy, you think, ah, I don't need a power of attorney. I don't need a healthcare proxy. I'll worry about that when I'm sick or when I'm older. Nothing could be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or a healthcare proxy. What happens next? Well, what happens next is if there's no paperwork that's there that's been prepared by Connors and Sullivan, the state or the courts may have you make other people make the choices for you. And that's not what you want. You want to have a power of attorney to talk about your legal affairs if you can't handle them or a healthcare proxy to talk about your medical affairs if you can't handle them. You want all of that in place. So call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know their stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They'll help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. So for a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718 238 6500 718-238-6500. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Another opening, another show. In Philly, Boston, or Baltimore. A chance for stage folks to say hello. Another opening of another show. Another job that you hope at last will make your future forget your past. Another pain. 
I love this song, Alex. I love this song. Talk to me. Tell me who's singing, Alex. Well, this is from Kiss Me, Kate, and I'm like, where's Arthur? Where's Arthur? I didn't realize you were appreciating this great. No, no, no. Listen, I. You got to understand something. I grew up in a household. Say, Alex, this is the deal. First of all, oh my, I must be in so much trouble. I know we have a guest on hold, but I am in so much trouble right now because, see, I'm not in the studio. I'm not in the office. I'm at my house. Do you know who's on the line, Alex, with us today? Of course I do. And I think oh she has a. Oh, uh... my God. And she did theater all weekend, and she's texting me about Shakespeare. Yes, thank you, Alex. Way to go. Joan Pelzer, welcome back to the Idola Power Hour. If you disappeared on us, well, I'm sitting in your desk, in your office, looking okay, over Joan. Fifth Avenue. <laughs> Tell us, you got one minute because we have a guest on hold that we want to talk about. But before we get to the guest, Joan, you take priority over everyone on the oh, planet Earth. You are Tell so us sweet. where have you been, Joni? I've been up in Killington, Vermont, doing Killington Shakespeare Weekend Retreat, where we're working on Shakespeare, and then we did a show at the Calvin Coolidge Center, the president's like domicile where he grew up. How cool the is pre- that? Hold on. What president? Calvin Coolidge. Oh, oh, oh okay. That president. <laughs> I'm like, Biden has nothing to no, do with that. No, no, no. Not the new more ones. The old, okay, old well, one. Joan, all yeah. I can tell you is you were missed, okay? Oh, I missed you. Yeah, the but whole office was this. like, where's Joan? Where's Joan? You know, you took off for Tumbleweed Tuesday. I didn't, all right? Yes, I know. I tumbleweeded. Right, so you're I, in but you know what? Vermont was amazing, and I got to work on theater all weekend, and I was at my theater, which is going to have a show, my AMT theater. And as I'm walking back here, I'm passing Times Square, and Curtain Up is being set up, and I was like, uh-oh. We so, Joan, why don't you, time. since you're back, why don't you introduce our next guest? I'm so excited. We've had this gentleman on before, Alex Bursch. Did I pronounce that right, Alex? Yeah, yep. Okay, so he's the VP and COO of Playbill, and you've all been to theater. Arthur, you must collect these. How many Playbills do you actually have? Right. Well, I don't. I don't collect them. Marion, my wife, collects them. She had one of those like catalog books where she collects, like boxes where she collects them. Well, I'm so excited that we were able to bring him on because I know you're a huge Broadway fan. So is Marianne. I'm a huge Broadway fan. All right, let's talk to Alex. Alex, talk to me. What's going on? Well, how could I follow up all that? That was wonderful. And, well, it's Joni uh, Pelzer. It's really the Joni Pelzer show. Yeah. I just pop in every once in a while. But Alex Burst, <laughs> you course. take it away. Oh, well, no, it's a pleasure to be on, as always. And that's right. Uh, Joan saw the beginning of the setting up of Curtain Up, our three-day Broadway festival that's free to the public. That'll be in Times Square starting on Friday, September 8th. Uh, and going all through Sunday uh, until about 1230. Uh, it's going to be an amazing weekend that is um, it's brought to the public by us, a Playbill, the Broadway League, the Times Square Alliance, and our lead sponsor, Prudential. And uh, it's been a, a wonderful experience putting it together for now the third straight year. And uh, it was originally born from really the need to welcome back Broadway back in 2021. And it was such a big success that we wanted to do it again the following year, last year. And we added an element with our broadcast partners at ABC7. And we are able to do that again this year. Uh, we are broadcasting our big Curtain Up finale concert, Curtain Up live from Broadway on ABC7 at 11 a.m. on Sunday. And we have more than 20 shows participating during this time. It's going to be fabulous. 
So, yeah, Alex, give us a, we're talking to Alex Bursch. He's the vice president and C, chief operating officer of Playbill magazine. Um, not Playboy, Playbill. <laughs> uh, Alex, tell us, you know, just give me a little rundown. Like, what happens over the weekend and what is Curtains Up all about? Is it like a show every hour? Is it a Broadway show? Is it off Broadway show? Is it uh, 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 aspiring actors and actresses? So, it's a big focus on Broadway and it's a big focus on. Uh, making sure that uh, those in in the area in Times Square are entertained pretty much every other hour, and it'll be split between two stages: one that's on the uh, on 46th Street of the of, of the 46 47th Street Plaza, uh, as well as um, on uh, 45th to 46th um, on that plaza, and we are having big. Uh, events on sta- on the main stage, such as a, a concert honoring Cheetah Rivera called All That Jazz. That's going to be at 5 p.m. on, on Friday night. Um, earlier that day at 2 p.m. after we have our kickoff event, uh, we've got a Broadway block party that is, uh, that's brought to you by the Mayor's Office of Media and Entertainment, uh, one of our uh, and, sponsors. And where, where's the block party? And the block party's right there on four four six four seven, as Tom Harris would say. Four six and, four seven uh, on Broadway. That's uh, that's right, right in the middle of Times Square. And now, when we that. when you know when you're talking to a kid from Brooklyn, okay, a block party means there's like a bouncy house, there's a DJ, there's pizza, there's hot dogs. What's a uh, what's a block party on Broadway like? <laughs> in this case, it's uh, it's a DJ uh, that that'll be uh, performing a set. And just a chance for folks to dance and enjoy the enjoy the area. Um, you can imagine the bouncy houses in the castle. You can maybe run up and down the red steps if you want. Oh, you can! All right, that's exciting. Um, you know, Alex, I, it's it's th- I'm thrilled to have you back on because Broadway. I was talking about this last night with Tom Harris. It's just such a um, it's such a unique right. I mean. As Tom Harris said last night, you know, there are a lot of places that have tall buildings. There are a lot of people, places that have beautiful parks like Central Parks, gorgeous zoos like the Bronx Zoo. But no one has Broadway. You know, everyone, they, they dabble in the theater, but they, there's no Broadway, not in the United States of America. So first and foremost, you and your family have been involved in Playbill for how long? Well, we've been lucky enough to be involved with Playbill for 60 years now. That's what I thought. <laughs> it was a long time. Uh, and and the, web, the Playbill website is something that my real theater people, like, they use as a source, like the way people would use, uh, you know, um, Car and Driver magazine for automobiles and, and other, you know, very specific periodicals based on a certain uh, area of, of, of a hobby, if that's what you want to call it. How's Playbill doing? Oh, you know, we we are we're doing okay. You know, there for a few years there it was a bit choppy, <laughs> but uh, but we no we're we are we're we're doing all right. We um, uh, you know, I, I I really appreciated what you're saying about how unique Broadway is and how um and and just how honestly how resilient it is because of its uniqueness. I mean, if you think about it, you know, and I'm a big sports fan, and uh, and and I who are your teams? Real quick, who are your teams? Who are your teams? Well, I'm a Mets, Jets, Knicks, and Rangers fan. So, uh, well, that's a weird mix. In a while. <laughs> that's a weird. That's a weird mix. Let's see. So next, well, Mets uh, who's are normal? Mets and Jets are normal. Right. You put Mets them together. Point where, right. 
And then, and but you know, if if often with Mets and Jets, you'll find Islanders. But I'm so I'm, I'm not, right. So your I'm, last championship was 1994 when the Rangers won. That's correct. That's okay. Correct. So all right. Well, I, I am I am a a newfound Brooklyn Nets fan. I mean, I was a Knicks fan my whole life, but I I'm a diehard Brooklyn boy, and I had to support them, and I'm a season ticket holder from day one. You know, I still root for the Knicks, but whatever. Let's not go down that hole. But sure. sure. Um, well, what I was saying really is that you know you've got. For Major League Baseball or for the NFL or whatever, you've got all across the country all this, these professional teams that are part of the NFL. Well, Grant, there is a lot of wonderful theater that is, around, that is across this country. And we serve a lot of those venues, that are those big venues all across the country, especially with Broadway Across America that goes to these regional theaters. But there is just one Broadway, and it happens to be between, you know, 13, 14 blocks in Manhattan. And it's just so special and be, and it's so unique and so resilient. And I mean, Broadway has been through a pandemic before, if you can believe it. I mean, they, they, and so has Playbill. I mean, <laughs> Playbill and Broadway. Well, that's what I want to ask you. Could you remind you know, folks how pandemic. long, I apologize for talking over you. Can you t- remind us how long was Broadway closed down during the pandemic? It was closed for a year and a half. And so how, and it I was mean, un, which was unseen, unseen by by. I mean, no one, no one could have imagined it. No one could have uh, have have could have expected it. And uh, and the fact that you know I'm talking to you about the fact that we are doing a big uh, big concert in the middle of Times Square, celebrating Broadway's new season and Playbill. That we are you know bringing it together, and so are the Broadway league and the Alliance. I mean, I, I, there were some times where I would not have believed you that I, but we'd be standing where we are today. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did, did Springsteen on Broadway, was he the first one to come back? That's right. Late June in 2021. That was the first show that came back. And honestly, I remembered that like it was yesterday uh, because it was a phone call from a friend of mine at a press agency who's, who called me up and said, Hey, uh, you're going to hear about this on the newswire in a little bit, but, Springsteen is looking to come back to kind of get Broadway back. And um, would you, could you guys do playbills? And I said to them, I said, could we, would we? I mean, I, I have, we have to, because if we don't, and I, and of course at this point I was going under the assumption that September 14th was the date that everybody agreed to come back on that. Of course, if you remember, that's what everybody was talking about initially, but then this happened. And I said, well, we have to get playbills back in because if we don't, then that sends a very scary message that what we can be in the same room, but we can't touch these pieces of paper or we're wearing masks or all this stuff. So it was, I got all of our, the folks necessary to be able to make the printed programs again. And we put the playbill together. I wrote a personal note for me and my family, just welcoming people back and thanking them and saying how much we appreciated being back in the theaters. And honestly, from the moment I started writing that note, I've been grateful for where we are ever since. Well, that's fantastic. I got to tell you, I I could talk to you all day long. Unfortunately, Alex is telling me we're out of time. Just give me 30 seconds on what we're excited about between uh, September 6th and uh, December 31st on Broadway. Oh, there's so much to be excited about. I know Danny I mean, DeVito's popping in, right? Oh, you've got DeVito going on. You've got... Um... You've got uh, Andrew Rannells and Josh Gad back in Gutenberg, the musical, which is going to be hilarious. Uh, you've got Harmony, 
uh, you know, which is which is which is the Barry Manilow musical, which is going to be wonderful. Uh, How to That's going to be unbelievable. Great. Oh yeah, um, the Danny DeVito play at the American Airlines Theater, soon to be renamed Todd Haynes Theater. The uh, the I need that. Hold um, on, why does Tom Hanks get a theater? Oh no no no, Todd Haynes. Oh okay, <laughs> I was going to be like, what are you yeah, kidding me? Not yeah, a Broadway yeah, guy. Yeah, no, 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 um, no, no, is no. um is the Neil Diamond show still going on? Oh yeah, you got it. Uh, beautiful noise is still there, and it's yeah. it's rolling. Yeah, I'm it's I'm rolling. gonna I'm gonna buy a block of tickets for that and. I loved it. It was my. I've seen a lot of shows this year. I, I loved it. I want to thank you so much. I, I, listen, you're welcome on any time. I I, you know, I love Broadway. I grew up in a Broadway home. The first show I saw, I don't remember if it was either Annie with Andrew McCardle or The King and I with Yul Brenner. They were maybe it was the same season, but I remember watching my mom cry with Yul Brenner singing, and I was like, "Why is my mom crying?" I was like six. But uh, it's in my veins. So, Alex Bursch and uh, your family from uh, Playbill, thanks so much for finding the time to come on the Idola Power Hour. Thanks for having me, as always. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to go from Broadway to artificial intelligence. We'll be right back. Looking at them just gives me the Coming up tonight on the Wellness Wednesday edition of Radio Night Live, Dr. Francisco Contreras talks cancer and Dr. Douglas Howard talks nutrition as we tackle the new COVID threat. That's all tonight at 7. Two things that hit a family budget the hardest, the price of gas and of groceries. Let us ease that pain at the pump when you enter the $18,000 gas and groceries giveaway. The grand prize winner gets $10,000 in gift cards for gas and groceries. Three first prize winners each get $1,000 gift cards. And 10 second prize winners will get $500 gift cards for gas and groceries. That's $18,000 total. To enter, go to am970theanswer.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. The International Travel Show is coming October 26th through the 28th at the Javits Center, New York City, titled Your Travel Hub. Open to the public on Saturday to explore vacation options from around the globe. Great destinations from Brazil to unique places in the state of New York, New England, Europe, even South America. Join the fun and participate in some of the most compelling travel sessions from the travel industry's best-known personalities, from Darlie Newman to Pauline Fromer. Take a minute and check in with Travel and Leisure Go to consider travel deals and discounts at a wide range of destinations, hotels, airlines, and car rentals. For more information and tickets, go to www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuda & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom. You've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and 
Kamen at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamens, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Hi, this is Arthur again. How are you? You know what I want to talk about? My friends at Plaza College. And they are really they are really great people. I, I've become very close with them. I'm looking forward to spending some time with them next Tuesday, a week, I guess, ago from last night uh, on the booze. Uh, can't call it the booze cruise. You have to talk. To, you have to say the what client cruise, Alex? Schmooze what? cruise. How about that? Oh, the schmooze cruise. Right, right, right. Okay, whatever we say. As long as Piscopo's on there cranking out the tunes um so you know everyone's going back to school right and i'm going to tell you the truth this time exactly this time like today in 1992 um school was over law school was over the bar exam was under my belt but i didn't have the results and all my friends had jobs I wanted really very badly to follow my father's footsteps to go into the Manhattan DA's office. I put all my eggs in one basket. My now partner, John Esposito, who was my supervisor then, he did his best. My dad did his best, but didn't happen. Um, I didn't have the schooling, the background, the grades, all that stuff. Even though my dad had a lot of clout, but they waited till the last minute to tell me what was getting into the Brooklyn, the Manhattan DA's office. Um, so do you know what I was doing? Alex, you know what I was doing? Like, I don't know. I don't want to do the math. What is it? 31 years ago. Yep. Um, That's right. 31. I was watching. So I know Josh was going to the Bronx DA's office. Noel was going to the Brooklyn DA's office. Um, Jeff Chatfield had a job. Annette had a job. Like everyone, all my friends were like all working. And I didn't have a job. I was in my basement um, shooting darts, watching Days of Our Lives, and drinking whatever the cheapest beer was. It was either Schmitz or Schlitz. <laughs> they came in these short, fat, brown bottles. Um, and you know what? That happens at times in your lives. And here's what I want to throw out to you guys. If you know someone who's in that position or you're in that position, you're like, well, like what am I going to do? What, like, what's next? Um, you, you Just go to Plaza College's website. Just Google Plaza College Queens and it'll come right up. Um, or just email them at info at plazacollege.edu and say, I want more information because they have all of these schools of study that are right there. It's a beautiful school. The, the, the educators are, are fine educators. I've got to meet all of them. And uh, it's really a path to like, kind of what to do next in your life. And sometimes it's not easy to figure that out, but they have a lot of options for you. So, one of them, which you know, is someone I, some people who I know very well, are court reporters, and you'd be surprised how much juice a court reporter has in the courtroom. I tell you this all the time. There are judges who come in when the first thing they do is they thank the court reporter because they were such a vital piece of the puzzle. So, if you know someone who doesn't exactly know what they're going to do right now in September, tell them go to Plaza College. Either look at the court reporting program, the nursing program, the business program, the dentistry program. The worst thing that can happen is they spend, you know, 15 minutes looking at a website or sending an email. Um, and don't forget, if they want to dip their toe in the water, the National Court Reporters Association partner with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. 
That program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today and just email them, info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Another brick Roger Waters, how old is he today, Alex? He turns 8080 today. Wow, it's amazing because he and Joan are the same age, but Joan looks a lot younger, wouldn't you say, Alex? <laughs> I would say that's pretty good for 80 right there, uh, Joan. Well, no, no, Joan's going to be 80 on June 28th, right, Joan? June 28th next year, yeah. But, you know, Roger Waters, he looks pretty damn good. Yeah, but let me just tell you this, okay? One of the top three greatest concerts I've ever seen, uh, Springsteen in the Pouring Rain in July 18th, 2003. It was Glenn's birthday. Um, The Stones at the Barclays Center because it was so small and... I hadn't seen them in a while in 2010, and uh, Josh took me to see The Wall at Yankee Stadium, which was unbelievable. But I took Luca to go see Roger Waters, um, I think it was a year ago, before I was banned from Madison Square Garden. And Joan, he was so political. He was, it, was, it was more really? about the politics oh, than no. it was about the music. Oh, I don't like and, that. Yeah, it was it, when he did the wall. It was spectacular. But I do want to say I love I love when you talk about taking Luca. You're you're really you're giving him like an encyclopedia. Oh, of Luca has music. Luca, like, Luca what has a seen gift for you. Two. A lot of rock and roll. I will tell you that he's seen you two, the Rolling Stones, the Who, Billy Joel, um, Bruce, now Springsteen. It's it's been great. But and I want to thank Luca because as we speak, he's outside washing the car so luca thank you for washing the car and if we remember when we were coming back from boston i think i think it was when we were coming back oh maybe it was when we were going to i don't know we stopped to get gas and it said um automatic car wash and i said you know what is an automatic car wash and it was basically an artificial intelligence uh motivated uh or or engined car wash where you pulled up you it gave you like a menu of like different the car type of car washes you want. It wasn't expensive. It was like ten dollars or twelve fifty or fifteen dollars for the whole kit and caboodle. We went crazy. We went for the fifteen bucks. You put the money in, and then you just drove in, and everything happened by itself. All these machines were wetting the car, and then uh, soaping the car, and then brushing the car. It was pretty amazing, um, but scary at the same time. So let's talk about artificial intelligence. With Phil Siegel, he's the founder of Captors. It's a nonprofit uh, group focusing on using simulation gaming and artificial intelligence to improve societal disaster preparedness. All right. Talk to me, Phil Siegel. Tell me what's going on in the world of artificial intelligence and how it's going to help us. Well, I I thought we were going to talk about Pink Floyd. but um, Well, we can do that, too, if you want. (laughs) I remember going to see Pink Floyd when I was when I was a kid, but um, yeah. So right now, uh, the the kind of the topics of the day are um, the regulatory environment um, that uh, you know the government and some of the, the big uh, providers of artificial intelligence are 
thinking through um, how that compares maybe to some, what other uh, countries are doing, uh, regions of the world. Um, there's a lot um, being talked about um, the latest survey where people are more afraid of AI than they are um, excited about it, which I would say I, I understand. I think that happens with all new technologies, but I would call that a failure of communication um, on the part of the industry and on the part of the of the government. Um, and so, you know, there's that kind of out there. So there's a, a lot of things uh, to talk about. If you, you know, if you want me to go in a specific direction, I'm happy to do it. Um, but I think, you know, maybe starting again with, you know, I think our biggest problem is every time we try to take on one of these problems, we try to boil the whole ocean. Um, how are we going to make sure we regulate AI so that everything goes the way that we want it instead of really thinking about you know, what are the few things that we just have to make sure we get right? And, you know, the great lesson, uh, I think I said this last time when we talked, Arthur, the, of how we failed to do that with social media and where we are now. Um, you know, we just can't have that happen again. And, and so, you know, I, I talked last time about there's really four areas where we need to focus our attention now. One is protecting kids and the elderly. The second is making sure. Okay, hold on. Let me just, wait, let's just, just yeah. bang them out. What are we yeah. protecting the kids and the elderly from? From scams that have become more sophisticated using artificial intelligence. So, um, the, the latest ones uh, that uh, are are unfortunately very easy. You might get a you know one of us might get a call um, from a scam artist pretending to be a charity. Um, they record our voice. They use that voice recording to call a parent of ours uh, or an elderly um, uh, person, and they they actually make a pitch for. One of us needing money, you know, whether we're in jail. Well, here, or, I, I'll just give you a, a, real, a real life example. Um, kid, uh, grandparents getting called by someone who is allegedly a police officer who then puts their grandchild on the phone and says, yep. I just got arrested for DWI. You need to come to the precinct and give them $10,000 and they'll let me go. Yep. That's, and that kind of stuff is um, now. A lot easier to do, um, and unfortunately, you know, it, it is a crime, obviously, to 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 do that anyway. But it's becoming um, more prevalent. And what isn't a crime necessarily, which is very interesting, is if you're an insurance company and you want to sell insurance to somebody elderly, and you put the kid's voice on the phone and you get them to buy a policy. Because they're getting something in return, we don't necessarily have a law that would say that that might be uh, illegal. And so we're just gonna, going to have to figure this out. And this, this would be my top priority is protecting children and the elderly from the advance of this technology. And if we could just all agree that that's the one thing we know we have to do quickly, um, we might make some good progress. All right. So you, you were rattling all four things. I sideline you on the first one give me the other That's three okay yeah so the second one and as a lawyer you'll appreciate this is and it's related to that first one in a way 
is, you know, some of our crimes um, really don't allow for if you use a tool that isn't necessarily un- fully under your control, you know, is it a crime? Kind of the, you know, the dog ate my homework, the, you know, the AI ate my homework. You know, what if I'm doing something that an algorithm gets a little bit out of control and causes a, a problem or, uh, you know, something that uh, I didn't necessarily plan on, but, you know, does cause a crime to be committed. You know, we have to have an answer to whether we're going to um, make those crimes or not. Um, our, our current uh, uh, legal framework doesn't think about, um, you know, artificial intelligence as kind of a a co-pilot for people um, when they're doing work or when they're selling things or when, you know, and and we have to do that. We have to make sure that the laws that we have on the books allow for um, what might happen with artificial intelligence. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So the third, the third area that I think is uh, very important um, is, you know, kind of this, this whole idea of fairness. Um, one of the things about people when they make decisions like hiring and financial services or health care or whatever, you know, when they aren't doing things that we would consider fair, or we consider biased, we can, tr- you know, we can train them and tell them to you know, not do that um, or, you know, have laws that, that help them, um, you know, do the right thing. You know, these algorithms are not going to do that on their own. Um, they're just machines. Right. And so. We need to make sure that we don't um, hardwire into the machines things that give biased results that we would consider as a society unfair to one group or another or just uh, in, in terms of, um, uh, you know, just basic fairness. So um, that would really be the third area. And I know that one's probably the one that's talked the most about, but the one, but also one that where we're not really making as much progress as we need to. And then the fourth. So I uh, go ahead, go yeah. bang out the fourth thing, and I have one minute left that I have to ask you, like the question that everyone asks me. But sure. you go, keep yeah, going. So the, the fourth thing is putting guardrails around what is considered to be um, reasonable use of the technology. You know, in financial services, we have lots of guardrails that companies that sell. Uh, financial services have to put around their customers to make sure that, you know, the right things are being done. We need the same thing with AI. So that's really the fourth. So people ask all the time, the movie Terminator or the movie Aliens where they have androids and things like that. Is that in our future? You know, I'm not uh, one of those that worries about that. I worry so much more about people using the technology for bad and um, and causing um, you know just as many problems as okay. Skynet so let's let's are. look at the glass half full. And with thirty yeah. seconds left, what's the most or, or amongst the most positive things that we're going to get out of AI? Yeah, we're going to get a lot of productivity for. So there, while we will lose some jobs and we will gain some jobs, the vast majority of jobs, just like. Microsoft Word or spreadsheets or, um, you know, customer relationship management software, it's going to make us more productive as we learn to use these tools. It's going to make our jobs more enjoyable, and we're going to do a better job at them. And, and so I am a big believer that that's going to happen over the next decade. All right, Phil Siegel, the founder of Captors. Uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on and educating us. And, and listen, anytime you need to get the word out, don't hesitate. Just call Joni Pelzer and uh, you'll have the airwaves. All right. Well, let's get those four things done or pressure the government to do them. 
<laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Thank Phil. You. I really appreciate it. Um, right. Well, there you Thank go. You. Mr. Rubato there. Uh, you got my man Alex playing the right songs. And, uh, yes, the scams are definitely a, a big, big issue that's going on right now. We're going to come back. We're going to have a couple minutes left. Um, I want to talk about Mr. Autumn, who we spoke about yesterday. I got to talk about Hunter Biden real quick. And I got to squeeze in the fact that the soccer woman who's all upset that the coach kissed her from Spain is on video laughing about it shortly after it happened. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk. Actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. So the Sabah family at Bay Ridge Honda is cook- kicking off. They're not cooking off. I'm cooking off. They're kicking off the fall season by saving you $1,500. Yep. $1,500 when you turn in your trade, a lease, and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. They have been the Sabah family owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Serving all five boroughs, people come from all over the city to go to Bay Ridge Honda so that they can browse over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. And right now you get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease, when you purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. And even if you don't want to buy a car from them, take your car that you want to unload and they'll buy your car from you. So visit them, Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com, available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. This sale ends on September 30th, 2023. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Wow. So this is a 79-year-old. Keep it going. Keep it going, Alex. This is a 79-year-old Mick Jagger singing uh, on that new album, Hackney Diamonds. And, oh, I know what Hackney Diamonds stands for. It's a um, it's a term of, of something that's broken. I, think, I forget what, that, what, what it's all about. Um, I think the name of the stone is this called Angry? That's right, it's Angry. Okay. And just two months after Mick Jagger turned 80 in July, and with Keith Richards right behind him hitting them at milestone December 18th, the legendary British rockers haven't lost any of their old bite on their new single, Angry. And Paul McCartney plays on this album. 
Um, this is their first album since 2005. I don't know. I mean, are they going to tour again? You know, when we went to... They, they did some sort of a premiere with, uh, with Jimmy Fallon. And... Um, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, I'm excited. Alex, what do you got to say here? I got to say, we're at the end of the hour already. I cannot believe it. All. Oh, my God. There was so much I wanted to talk to you about, but I guess that's not going to happen. Um, all right, Alex. Count me down whenever you're ready, but let's hear it for the Rolling Stones, man. Angry off of uh, Hackney and Hackney Diamonds. I'll tell you tomorrow what it means. I knew what it meant. Have a great night, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow night live and local on AM 970 The Answer. Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.